Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, We're going to talk about the First Amendment, but we're going to take it a bit further and talk about freedom of speech, Um, why it matters. Does it apply to the states? Does it apply to everything? Does, you know, what about the rest of the world? You know, why is it important and and what are we giving up? So I don't know. I guess we're going to kind of dig deep into it. Uh, Kevin, what is the First Amendment? What does it tell us in America? What, What do we believe? Well, specifically, the the First Amendment says uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. Now, it covers a lot of ground there. But basically, it says you can you can say and think whatever you want to say and think. All right. Now, when you listen to that wording, you hear Congress shall make no law. That says to me, the states can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Sounds right on the surface. Um, Then after somewhere around the Civil War, we got uh, a little hip to that, basically. And Mm -hmm. because it basically got into, well, states can do whatever the hell they want. You may remember something about slavery and things like that. And they were like, you know, hey, Mm -hmm. the federal government, us, whoa, whoa. So that was when the 14th Amendment came along. 
And there's a sentence in the 14th Amendment that says, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Now, the actual purpose of that, well, one was to, you know, get around the whole slavery thing and be like, hey, you can't do it just because, you know, whatever. But two was they were really worried about the Bill of Rights not applying to the states. So right. that was the intent of that. Now, the intent. Then throughout the court system later on, they got into this big mucky, well, it means some of the rights that you have in the Bill of Rights, but not all of them. And we're not really sure. And then you go way forward. Cause remember, we always like to go after the second amendment and be like, well, yeah, but the city, you know, we can ban it in the city. Cause you know, that's different right. and whatever. So then we go way up to the Heller decision in 2010. And there they said, but what they said that, uh, you know, Hey, you can't because the second amendment applies to, to the local governments, but they were actually very careful in the wording to kind of not say, Hey, the 14th amendment really covers the whole bill of rights. And they still kind of danced around the issue and got a little funny. Then there was another one just a little bit later, the McDonald versus Chicago. And in McDonald versus Chicago, they actually said that due process um, under the 14th Amendment makes the Second Amendment, and like they use this wording, right to bear arms applicable to the states as well as the federal government. And the idea was not only does it make the Second Amendment, but this encompasses the whole Bill of Rights is what, you know, they go on to explain. I don't want to bore you with nonsense, but they go on and on about how, you know, hey, it's the whole Bill of Rights is protected. And again, you know, that can be overturned, right? I mean, interpretation, that's the point of the court. So they can, you know, change things as they go. Now, obviously, they're not supposed to write law or make up law. But the interpretation has been one way for, you know, 200 years. All of a sudden, we're interpreting it a different way. The idea that it's impossible that we could go back to interpreting the previous way is not, you know, too far-fetched in my mind. I guess that's why judges and, and people we pick matter. Um, another thing that people have been throwing at me when I, I post things on Facebook is, uh, they say, well, you know, but martial law, so they can do whatever they want because martial law and, and we can suspend rights and, and that kind of thing. So I, I kind of at first was like, yeah, I'll give that to them. But I decided I, I would do a little research on that. And the it is in the Constitution, okay, that we the federal government can declare martial law. And it basically, it's Article 1, Section 9, of the U.S. Constitution says the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended, meaning the right of, of law. Um, and, and it basically goes to the courts, 
with that, but shall not be suspended unless when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. Now, it doesn't say rebellion, invasion, and public safety, because then you're like, oh, coronavirus, yep, yep, that fits. That's public safety. That, that's not what it says. It says, shall not be suspended unless when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. See, you see, that's a, a fine line there. And I got to right. say, words matter. And when you read the English language, just because you have a virus doesn't say that they can suspend law. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. say that. Um, right. Now, and you have to declare martial law for it to actually affect it, which martial law has not been declared by anybody regardless. So and, yeah. it doesn't then, fucking matter. There is a little bit more where you have some gray area of um, governors can then su- to declare martial law. And again, we just get so deep in the weeds. But why does it matter, Kevin? Why do we care if they take away our, you know, what we can say or what we can do? When has that ever been a problem in history? I don't think it's ever been an issue for people. Is that- no, that's never, never been an issue. Um, I mean... For one, like in China right now, there's a, you know, they've got a big list of shit you can't say or do. But the main problem is they've banned Bon Jovi and Katy Perry. I mean, what the fuck? Bon Jovi? I mean, Katy Perry, that's one thing. But Bon Jovi? Are you kidding me? Katie, when I listen to Katy Perry, I feel like a firework. You know, that, that song is probably what got her in trouble, is my guess. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they they played it in the interview over in, uh, uh, when they made that, uh, the uh, North Korea movie. Yes. With uh, Franco and Seth Rogen. Yes. Shit was, was fucking hilarious. Movie. It was hilarious. Yep. And now, now he had a heart attack and he's a vegetable. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Over TMZ, there. TMZ is reporting that he is dead, and you know he's they dead. are an official news source. So, well, that's TMZ is where I go for my news. That's for goddamn sure. That's what I'm saying. All right, but so you do problem, feel like a problem, firework right now? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I actually listened to the song right before we started this podcast, and I'm, up, I'm right? excited, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem is uh, when you limit freedom of speech, you limit freedom of, of the spread of ideas. And that's why the United States is so uh, so robust with its uh, inventions, with its um, ideas, with its art. All that shit comes from a basic right that we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. And, I mean, we're on a podcast right now doing exactly that. This podcast isn't being distributed in China because they, you know, they can't listen to all the bullshit that we say. But when it comes down to it, you know, a government has a, uh, a huge incentive to keep people from criticizing it. Yeah. You know, if you want to stay in power... Then, you know, then you really don't want people calling you, you know, Winnie the Pooh or whatever. But, um, right. You know, the and government, I mean, is look at how much it hurts Trump, you know, with the media. Imagine if Trump could, you know, have the media just say nice things about him. 
And right. only the good shit. You know, how much would that change how we view things? It matters. What, what words do you think would be banned if uh, Donald Trump had had a, a freedom to ban any any word he chose? It, it might be Orange? in his best interest. <laughs> it might be in his best interest to ban anything he says from being reported. Yeah, no, it seems like that would be a good idea. That would good actually move. help Honestly. him out. But, you know. Yeah. But whatever, whatever. Uh, all I'm saying is that um, uh, Chen Quixing and Fang Bin, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, still gone. They went no. missing in China, and they're still fucking missing. So, I mean, take that yeah. with a grain of salt, whatever that means. Well, my guess is, is coronavirus. You know, I mean, they just slipped away in a gutter somewhere and didn't realize, and, you know, it happens. Right. Now, freedom of speech, basically, it reinforces all the other freedoms. The purpose of, of free speech is to protect all of your other rights. It's essential in bringing about change in society. And, uh, you know, ideas are, are like a marketplace. You know, you can go and buy buy foods that are good for you. You can buy foods that are bad for you. Um but the difference is that you can pick from what you want and you yes. can move things in the proper direction ahead and, you know, to, to straighten things out and protect rights of people that, you know, may not have the best, the best situation. And, uh, you know, it only gets, it only gets worse when you start limiting things that you can and cannot say. Now, I, I will, in the defense of people who, you know, get upset by free speech, um, say f the freedom of speech, in order to be an effective tool, does require an informed and intelligent society. Um, I think, you know, I mean, uh, there, right. there's a, I, I want to say John Adams said that, you know, in order for our constitution to work, it requires, and I want to say John Adams, it requires an intelligent and moral society for it to last. And, you know, that, right. that matters, but we also have to go with what we got and we have to do what we can to kind of get an informed and intelligent society. You know, we support things. There's a reason that, we accept public schools. Now, obviously, public schools have taken a turn, and you can make very solid arguments that public schools are not creating an intelligent society. But the idea of public schools makes sense because it helps promote freedom, if that makes sense. Right. You know, if you, and you I think the main, the main, right, the main thing that I think is important when it comes to uh, public schools is that we have a you know we have like something like a 99% literacy rate in the United States which means that you can read anything you want to read and educate yourself to come to correct c conclusions despite what the government what the public schools might ha be having you read now we are in a gray area in the United States which I am not as shocked as I would like to be, but we have things like Facebook and YouTube are actually very limiting. Um, I know that YouTube has announced 
any information that contradicts what the World Health Organization is saying, they're not going to allow on YouTube. And Mm -hmm. I know Facebook has done very similar things, you know, with things that they feel now they're deciding who the facts are. And now this is a touchy area for me because it is a private company and a private company should be able to do whatever the fuck they want, you know, and promote their own ideas. That's, that's how the world should work in my mind. Now, once the government starts giving subsidies and, and making things laws created around a company and Mm -hmm. does certain things to protect these companies, then I think your freedoms and stuff becomes limited. And that's why like you have certain colleges that don't accept federal money. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you can't use government loans to go to the school because they don't want the government to have influence over what they say. And that's kind of like people are like, well, you know, the government pays for the schools so they can decide the curriculum in public school. Right. Right. But we didn't choose to sign up for a system where they take all our money and then, you know, use it for the schools. This is where you get into that gray, ugly area where the weeds, you know, that's like I would be down for open borders if we didn't give people free shit. Right. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. Okay. You can come here, but then you can't take my free schooling and my free welfare and my free, you know, social security and, and all these things. Now you, we can go down a whole other road of social security being something you paid into and a right that you burned. And, and again, that's why, you know, people are like, Oh, when you're opposed to government control in that, well then don't take your social security. Well, you already took it from me. And yeah, you see it, it just, everything has repercussions and it all goes back. Yeah. You don't charge me for social security out of my paycheck that just, I don't pay taxes. You don't pay social security. That shit's gone when you get your check. It's already <laughs> well, that's gone. for damn sure. <laughs> you know, but you give me that all that money back and I won't collect social security. How about that? Yeah. We'll call How it about, a wash. I don't pay for it and you don't give it to me. I love you that. You don't idea. even have to give me interest or anything. Just give me what mm-hmm. I paid. You know, we'll call exactly. it a wash. Yeah, no, that I don't see that happening. Um, but that that's the point is, you know, everything has such far-reaching consequences. There are no absolutes. And that's why people like are afraid to jump into that whole, well, I'm a libertarian. I, I no laws, you know? Well, mm-hmm. yeah and no. You know, it's it's I don't know. But also that you try and hold people down to well, well, you say you're a libertarian, then how can you send your kids to public schools? Because that's that's the government doing stuff and, and you're taking advantage of it. And and you drive on the highways that are made well, right, but I don't have a say in how all this works, you know? Right. Um, so and 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 it's kind of a cop out, but it's not, you know. I mean, that's the thing, is is everything has such far reaching you know, and, and that goes back to the open borders kind of thing. Yeah, you should believe in open borders if you're a libertarian. Well, that's true, but it has such far-reaching consequences. So anyway, we're getting a little off task, but I don't know. Freedom is freedom, and, and it kind of all ties together, and that, that's where it's dangerous. You know, it all builds around. The being able to say what you want has such you know, far reaching things. And without having the discussion, 
and the debate. But again, it, it does go back to, I'd love it to be an intelligent debate. I'd love it to be informed. Man, I wish people knew history. I wish people could understand. You know, they're not taught in schools. I work with a very intelligent guy who gets very caught up in, in socialist ideas and but he doesn't understand history. Like when I bring up things, he's like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about that. So it's hard to have an intelligent argument with him because he doesn't understand any of the history that comes along with it, you know? And, and that sets us down a bad road. And that's where the schools are effectively changing the minds of, of children and, and people. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think the important thing about the, Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, are that they're laws basically that the people I've put on the government. This is the shit you can't do. Mm -hmm. When, you know, we always think of the government as giving us the laws, what we can and cannot do. But there's already a set, a set structure of the shit that they cannot do. And, you know, it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. And, well, you get freedom of speech as long as you don't say that shit. And you get freedom of uh, religion as long as, you know, you don't do this shit. As long as it doesn't offend somebody. <laughs> right. You can have freedom of assembly as long as there's not a, a virus going on. You know, and that all that sort of shit. And, uh, you know, you as as citizens of the United States, we have an obligation to push back on all that shit. And as citizens of any country that you live in, you have an obligation to push back. I do what I want. You know what I mean? I should be able to do whatever I want. And when yes. I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And fuck you if you don't like it. That's why, you know, <laughs> on this podcast, we say shit like, um, like shit fuck you. and oh. <laughs> asshole and fuck you if you don't like it. Yep. I, I feel like, like some of you guys, you know, you wouldn't be here if you didn't appreciate it. But I mean, that's the thing. I think Kevin actually pushes the limits and says things even a little further out the edge than he might in normal conversation because the idea is, is freedom. And you guys have to, you know, understand where shit's coming from. But, you know, like, man, you have to kind of push the edge and offend people a little bit just to kind of stretch their comfort zone every now and again. I guess that's where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now uh, I want to touch real, real quick, just on, on uh, what's going on in China here. We've got some real issues because nobody knows where this virus came from because China destroyed all of the documentation during the first couple of weeks and put everybody in prison that spoke any spoke about it at all. So that means that we really can't track this virus down. And that means that it's putting everybody at risk uh, just a little bit more because we don't have a, um, we don't have a history on this virus the way that we would have if it broke out in uh, Australia or the United States or Germany. Uh, we, Really, you know, it's really, it's, it's killing people. Honestly, they're bullshit. And their dictator, uh, Xi Jinping, uh, did I say dictator? I meant uh, general chairman of the general assembly oh. of the communist party. So yeah, right. maybe I misspoke when I said dictator for life. Um, <laughs> for life. Yeah. 
but you know they they have have banned uh YouTube, they've banned Facebook, they've banned Twitter, they've banned Dropbox and Flickr. They you know you can actually buy the book 1984 in a bookstore in China, but the words 1980 and 4 have all been banned. You can't search any of that shit. <laughs> so I don't even know what the fuck that means if you try to search 19. I don't know what what even comes up, but apparently it's terrifying to the government. Terrifying. Um, yeah, and Alice in Wonderland has been banned over there, and now well, you can't buy the I Bible mean... in China. Right, and they were big on when they brought that back because the, the Bible's been banned before in China. And then right. they brought it back and we're like, no, we're actually pretty tolerant over here. Look at us. And now yep. not so much. And even um, though they do print most of the Bibles that are distributed at any place in the rest of the world, you can't buy it at a book at a bookstore in China. So just heads up, because you can't have a religion when your religion is the government. And the only God is your dictator. Yeah, so, I mean, no, that's, that's right. I don't know. I, I just, it, it is so overwhelming. You kind of get lost in it where, you know, you're like, well, you know, I want to protect things. And, and how much do you want to do battle? That That's another thing. I mean, you know, we don't want to go through our lives. We want to be, you know, a lot of us at heart would rather be out, you know, what is it? Hunting, fishing and loving every day, right? I mean, right. you know, you don't want to go do cool shit and whatever, you know, go shoot guns and, and, you know, maybe dig a garden. You know, some people actually like work, you know, and, and getting out and doing shit with their hands or building something awesome or, you know, just creating something great. And, you know, that's what life should be is enjoying. And some of us, I, I feel like go on the pedestal and, and kind of take the hits as martyrs in order to ensure, I mean, that's what it's kind of been throughout American history is to ensure the next generation, ensure that our kids, and, you know, we've had a nice time through the fifties and stuff where, I mean, you can, obviously we see how things have played out and led us to where we are today, but you can also understand why people took liberty and freedom for granted you can understand why they said, Hey, let's enjoy it. Let's, you know, embrace the awesome lifestyle. You know, you watch TV shows like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Mad Men or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. where they're cocktails at work and, you know, having a good time and everybody's smoking and enjoying life and whatever. The bottom line is they're enjoying life to the fullest is, is the idea is what's implied. And mm -hmm. That's why we fight for freedom is so you can enjoy life. But every once in a while, and I got to say, we're getting dangerously close to the point where you really need to be doing the defending right now instead of the enjoying life. Um, right. We're at the point where you need to stand up for, you know, for future generations or it could all disappear. You know, right now we still have it pretty good. In America, you can do a lot. You can, you know, you have a lot of freedom. Now, I know some of you might live in states where, you know, communist New York, where you're not supposed to go outside without a mask on or, you know, whatever, things like that. You know, California, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, they just suspended open carry and, and said, no, that's not allowed because, you know, 
right now is just a time when people are out shooting each other and, and they actually reference somebody getting shot. I, I don't really know. I don't know what's going on in Mississippi. I don't live in Mississippi, but yeah, probably had it coming. They, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they say when the murder, you know, is up in New York, I'm like, yeah, but how many of them deserved it? You know, it's like, right. Eh, right. You know, I'd say about 90%. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, and some days that includes me. Shit. Exactly. You know, we've seen Kevin run his mouth. So <laughs> it's definitely a dangerous, you know, road. But the idea is, is you just want to kind of protect freedom. And now is the time to, you know, stand up and, and do the fighting. Um, doesn't mean you can't put a, some hours in the day of having a good time. I went out shooting yesterday and I uh, got to try out uh, a binary trigger that I have that, you know, I've mentioned before and, and I love it, but now Wait, I, uh, that's not banned? that's not banned where you live. Well, not in my state. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, right. and so, uh, I, I was like, Oh crap, it works with 22 rounds. Cause you know, ammo's a little expensive, but right. when you have ammo cans of 22 rounds, you're like, eh, can just burn through some and have a good time you know um and and some of my buddies were were blown away at uh you know how cool that could be and and you know we're you know i i live in a state where you can have suppressors nice and we're using you know suppressors and and shooting a 300 wind mag with freaking uh you know it's pretty cool when your bullets you know four inches long and you know that that's it's a good time um mm -hmm. and you know, so there's nothing wrong with going out and enjoying freedom, but just make sure when you make choices that you take the side of freedom and maybe just go a little bit further past your comfort zone as far as defending. Maybe spend a little extra time, you know, kind of educating, I guess, and take the example when you can get it. You know, I, I like I said, I, I have buddies at work who, you know, are intelligent and like guns and then, you know stupid socialist ideas, you know, they're, they're torn on, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, Bernie Sanders would be a good president and shit like that. And you're like, well, whoa, whoa, you know, oh, hold on. Well, you, you don't, on. well, let, let's talk about socialism and how it's ended in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but just push your comfort zone a little bit and see if you can take it a little bit further than you have been and do a little bit more to defend freedom is is my point because like kevin said i mean you know we see these places it's really slipping and you know china and, and russia you know who knows how this stuff will play out they're actually doing big ad campaigns um running against uh you know uh, uh, implying that the covid19 came from america and they're actually running ads in Muslim countries in Arabic that, you know, say, oh, it was all America's fault. And America's the one that got us into this. And, you know, it, it just it, it sounds stupid. And you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. But, you know, that was the thing with with the uh, the crazy socialists kind of taking over our education system. We were like, mm -hmm. yeah, but our kids are at home with us. It doesn't really matter. And sometimes you don't see the consequences right away. Sometimes it takes a little time and they come back and haunt you a little bit later, you know? So mm -hmm. um, that's just, I don't know. That, that's where I take it. And I just say, you know, jump out of your comfort zone a little bit. And if you guys could step it up, 
I think it would be awesome. And I know you've been doing a good job and, and the guys listening and tolerating me and Kevin rants and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, you're already doing your part for freedom. And the more you become self-reliant, the more you're able to provide for yourself, the more the government, you know, the less the government has to take away from you. And that's something very important. Um, that's, you know, what I was talking about earlier with like education and things like that. The more they take our money, we don't have any money left to send our kids to private school and that kind of thing. And that's the same thing. The more you provide your own food, the less you care what the government tells you you can and can't eat and things like that, or the less money that, you know, the less them limiting your funds has power over you. Mm-hmm. So be aware of it, become more self-reliant and defend a little freedom today, you know, go out and do your part. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know uh, my, my public school here, they spend $28,000 per child per year. And imagine the, uh, imagine the public, the private school, you could send your kid for that same amount of money that they're spending. And then think about it like this. Now, most people aren't paying $28,000 out of their income. So Mm -hmm. where does that money magically come from? Well, it's coming out of those who are paying. And that's Mm -hmm. the idea. And you may be paying it in so many different ways that you don't realize it. We're taxed at so many levels and we're taxed through inflation where you don't even, you know, necessarily see it. Right. Um, So just be aware, you know, of what's being taken away from you. Now, on a happier note, Um, I I did uh, see a a post that that I put in the badass group and I posed the question to you. There was a British Columbia woodsman, Francis Wharton, who shot a deer in in the 1960s and he had no serviceable teeth with which to eat this deer. (laughs) With which he did. So what he did was he fashioned dentures out of the deer's teeth so he could eat the deer. Classy. So my to you is, what I pose to you is, is this guy a badass or is this guy just bad shit crazy? And basically the results in the badass group seem to be leaning towards both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely everybody confirmed the bad shit crazy part. Yeah, everyone agreed on that topic, but. We can yep. all get behind that. But, uh, you know, so I just, you know, it's good to stay informed and just, you know, I feel better just knowing that that's a possibility. Yeah. Just knowing that I might be have, I might be able to do that in the future makes me feel good inside. Exactly. You're like, Hey, you know, if I run out of teeth, what can I do? I know, you know, in the 16s and 1700s, they used to pay people, um, pay poor people to pull their teeth out so they could use them as dentures for, for rich, rich people. people. So, yeah, you know, hey, if you need extra money, you know, we all have options. Yeah. But now you can forget the poor people and just go right to the deer. Yeah. Now, maybe when you now, maybe think about that when, when your little kid starts losing their teeth and you, you pay for them, the tooth fairy comes and gives them a quarter, maybe save those in a box. Cause you might need a little <laughs> set of teeth when you get that older. might come back, you know, <laughs> So just keep your options open is what I'm telling you. And All right. Now, yeah, I want to touch on uh, some some other issues that have come up with the coronavirus here in the past, in the past couple of, a week, of weeks, I've noticed. 
Okay. Um, there's going to be some food shortages of certain items. So I just want to run through the list so that we can all uh, stock up. Beat them to ready. the punch. Yeah. Yep. There's going to be a shortage on rice. On ice? Rice. Rice. Right. I have uh, heard that. Yeah, there's going to be a shortage on bacon in the next uh, 6 to 18 months. I've got 10 pounds in my freezer. It's important, Excellent. man. Don't make me live without bacon. I'll, I'll murder somebody. Now, bacon's good for freezing, right? Yep, yep. Plus, stay in the freezer forever. It will last in your fridge a long time because it's smoked. So you'll get right. some, some fridge time out of it as well. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, shortage of CO2. which is going to result in a shortage of beer. Ooh. So beer does not hold up very well. It holds up well in your refrigerator for a certain period of time, but it takes up a lot of space. So I recommend we all switch to whiskey. Whiskey only. And whiskey will hold. So That will last forever. You don't have to refrigerate it. You you can drink half of it and put it back on your shelf and leave it for another 10 years. That'll still be good. Now, I do know beer making... Um, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass before, but if there's going to be a shortage of beer, maybe I kind of bring it, bring that skill back. Um, they, you actually carbonate it yourself with sugar and the fermentation process. It works out. I mean, you can carbonate it with CO2, but you can also, how is it possible? There's going to be a shortage of CO2. How'd you come across this one? Uh, two, two of the companies that produce it are shutting down because of, so many sick workers gotcha that's the thing everybody that, i keep yeah go ahead that that's also gonna have a uh shortage in a lot of preserved foods um things like hot dogs and sausages and things like that so uh keep that in mind also now if you're a real prepping badass you make your sausages at home and that's good on you good for you but for a lot of the uh a lot of us us uh you know, urban less badass. Yeah. Yeah. And I say urban dweller. I live in a city of about 4,000 people, but 129 of them already, already have COVID-19. So, I mean, who knows what the number is going to be in another six months. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. It's always, I know four people that actually have it. I know two people that are dead. So where I live is pretty hard. Well, I don't know him anymore. Rough. Yeah. Right. Now, most of the United States is not in the same situation that I'm in. Where I'm at, Chuck yes. was smart, moved away, took off, and, and got away from it before it all went down. But um, if you live in India, Venezuela, Kenya, Uganda, or Ethiopia, you're already dealing with food shortages. Uh, if you okay. live in Ethiopia, you're probably used to it at this point, though. They've been, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> they been going on a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's like even where I am, um, dairy products. If I go to the store, very limited. Yeah. Um, what I did uh, when I went, they only had that H two milk, which is that weird. Um, I don't know. T- they take out a protein or something, and they say it's good for people who are maybe thought they were lactose intolerant or whatever. Right, and, right. Um, so that was the only choice left. So I, I ended up buying it, and it doesn't really have taste it, it's kind of like white water but i gotta say mm. it lasts like three times as long 
Really? And I'm like, for putting in my Captain Crunch, that shit's freaking awesome. Because right. the problem is I have work. like breakfast cereal so little that like even the half gallon ends up going bad before I get around to drinking it. Right. And now I'm kind of like, eh, that's pretty good because I go, you know, a full month or whatever on that shit and it works out. So right. kind of a new victory for me, really. But uh, no, you guys may want to uh, step up. And actually, I mean, I eat like cheese and, and shit like that. You know, I mean, I'm still eating lots of dairy stuff. That's not really the issue. And no, I don't think I'm lactose intolerant or something. I, I enjoy milk and, and dairy products, but you get my point. Um, so anyway, think about that. Maybe get a goat, maybe get a cow or whatever the hell, throw it in the backyard. I know Kevin's got a backyard. He's going to throw a cow in there, whatever it takes. Yeah, um, yeah, it's my mother-in-law. Oh, oh, that was me. There's also a uh, was that Kevin also... pushing the boundary? All right, go ahead. <laughs> there's also a shortage in my area of eggs. Um, they're only bo- allowing people to buy six eggs at a time. What? You so, can't be serious. Yeah, no, hundred percent serious. That was uh, an issue. I went up with they. They had all the. Um, they only had the six egg cartons. <laughs> So I bought three of them and went up there, and they're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> So, awesome. I mean, it's not really a big deal. I, I get eggs from a lot of different people, you yeah. know. I, I personally am not raising chickens, but the person that lives next door to me is, person across the street is, the guy two houses down is raising chickens. You know, there's no, there's no shortage of eggs in my life, but there is at the grocery store. So just keep that in mind. Um, oh. Something you might want to... Might want to think about getting the chicks. They're all showing up at Tractor Supply right now. They are. So uh, put up a um, put up a, a hen house in the back and and get going with that, man. My chicks are doing good. I actually haven't been out to feed them this morning, so hopefully the wife did. But uh, mm-hmm. my chicks are hanging in there. Maybe I'll post some uh, fun chick photos. I do have some crazy looking ones. Um, do you want you yes. want to talk about uh, Kim Jong Un for a minute? Tell me. I'm excited. I'm excited. North Korea, it may be on the verge of a revolution. I oh. love this idea. I love it. Love it. The smell you of know, revolution in the morning, huh? The trip, yeah, the trick is we have to take advantage of this situation fast. And I think Donald Trump's got his hands full of uh he does, you know, of, of other shit going on. But um, if we don't take advantage of it, China will. And they already sent a team into North Korea to try and unvegetate Kim Jong Un. Uh oh. And uh, his his uh, second in command is Kim Yo Jong, which is uh, a woman, which would be bizarre for a for a real misogynistic uh, oligarchy dictatorship that they've got going on there. Yes, it's strange. It will be strange for them to put a woman in charge. But it may end up happening because they weren't planning on him dying that young. Which you see how fucking fat he was. I don't he know how. I don't know how they didn't see him fucking dying of a heart attack. All he does is fucking smoke cigars and and eat eat cake. You know what the fuck? He dude? does like cake. Yeah, get your shit together, man. You're you're a dictator for life. You've got. You've got it all coming to you. You gotta realize you if you're a fucking fatten yourself right. up if like a, a disgusting pig, you gotta take your health seriously. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. it works. Right. I mean, you know, look at Castro. That guy went forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even invented a lung cancer uh 
uh, lung cancer vaccine just to keep his ass alive. I mean, for uh, Castro or for yeah, for Castro. I mean, shit, shit. I mean, if you're if you're a dictator for life, you 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 know you figure out how you're going to die and you take care of it. You'd think socialist governments would have better health care set up with that, or do you just go to a capitalist country? And get healthcare, or bring in doctors, get your yeah. That's and really then send what them back for, out. Yeah, yeah. For a socialist country, you just had you just go to the United States and get get the doctors. You know, and it still stands true. People complain about the American healthcare system and shit, but America still has the best doctors in the world. Yes, that uh, is Evil Knievel used to say, "Bones heal, chicks dig, scars," and America has the best doctors in the world. And that saying still goes, that's the saying is still true. I don't think there's anything more to say is the bottom <laughs> line. I think you've nailed it. That's um, it, man. So you guys know if you have questions, concerns, show topics, things you want to talk about, things you want to learn about, um, maybe you just want to tell Kevin you're offended. What you can do is shoot him an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com and Google, the government, and Kevin, and I will all check out that email and see what we can do for you. So mm-hmm. with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.